Hello, I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass, and this is Dr. G's ADHD Chat, a show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. Uh, I am a neuropsychologist uh, and psychologist. Uh, I'm still in private practice. Uh, I've been working with ADHD for at least 40 years. Um, I still see a, a lot of ADHDers for uh, evaluation and uh, doing a lot of coaching now. Just started that one. I also started all this, like most things, I guess, with my family. And I wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about what that was like back in the days. Okay, most people don't realize, well, most people don't know, and there's no particular reason they should know. Uh, but there was not even a diagnosis of ADHD until 1980. And that actually wasn't ADHD, that was ADD. And then in 1987, the powers that be changed it to ADHD. So that's when the timeline starts for the real research and all that kind of thing. Before that, we called it hyperactive reaction to childhood which brought up a lot of uh, the assumptions made back then that you grew out of ADHD, that uh, when you became an adult, you were all done with ADHD. It was just a kid thing. And as a matter of fact, and uh, up, well, until about around 2001, 2002, the major uh, certifying bodies, the American Psychological Association, the American Psychiatric Association, the American Medical Association, and even CHAD did not recognize adult ADHD. Uh, so it's been pretty grim out there in the world for ADHDers. The other thing that's ADHD was described in like 400 BC you know, the symptoms were all described. They were all there. It's just, we didn't, some, for some reason, take it seriously. So, you know, and, and I, like I said before earlier, I made it through my whole uh, doctoral training without ever once hearing ADHD. Well, of course, that was back in, uh, before ADHD was a, a formal diagnosis, so it's not really surprising. But then I had children, and all of a sudden, oh boy, we knew we had one right away. Uh, we knew something was different about this young man. He was hyper. He was very creative. He could break into anything. I mean, like the cookie jar. It didn't matter where we hit it, he could get into it. Uh, one day he made a staircase out of the drawers in the kitchen, climbed up those stairs to get to the cookie jar that was in the cupboard. Um, he also showed a certain amount of uh, dexterity that was a little bit unusual. Before he was actually walking, he would crawl over. To, we had a big rocking chair, one of those large back ones. He would climb into the seat. He would 
grab the back of the chair, climb to the outside, and then hang from the back of the chair by one hand, sucking his thumb, being quite contented. And, you know, you got a kid can't even walk and he's doing this. That's a little scary. So, you know, we knew there was something different, but we took him. I have, I, at that time, I was in my residency at a big hospital and uh, we had people on staff who were pediatric psychologists. So took him in to be looked at by them. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them, you know, but we knew that wasn't quite right. Uh, but hey, what do you do when the people who are supposed to be doing the evaluations don't have complete information? And, you know, I mean, at that time, nobody had complete information. ADHD technically did not exist. So it was a frustrating period of time because we knew something was off, but we, there was no treatment. There was no, no nothing offered. Okay. As I look back on my whole family, it's like, okay. My father's side, my family was large and I didn't really know a whole lot about them. Okay. Uh, a lot of them are, uh, Canadian and, uh, a lot of them were very distinguished uh, writers, educators, artists, and so on. But uh, a, a guy who did a whole review of the family said, my particular branch of the family was somewhat hard hit by uh, fate, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure means we had a lot of ADHD. Because as I look back on it, uh, my little brother probably had ADHD. Well, probably still does. Uh, he he was bright enough, but he just couldn't get organized enough, or or disciplined enough, or anything else. And uh, he ended up um, becoming a metal sculptor, and um, you know doing pretty well for himself. But it was a struggle, and it wasn't easy. And my um the night i got married and i married into a family with a lot of adhd and uh, we don't know i mean you know nobody you're looking at it retrospectively no diagnoses were made for a lot of these people but we have um people that are about our age uh that have been diagnosed with adhd and their children have been diagnosed with adhd so we know there's some uh, and, uh, you know, have some people closer to me that have decided that they are ADHD, uh, without the benefit of a formal diagnosis. And then we got, um, started having children and, you know, the one child was very obvious that this was an ADHD or, well, retrospectively, you know, now that I know something about it, uh, retrospectively, you could see, well, it was really obvious, you know, the hyperactivity, the emotional dysregulation, uh, the lack of ability to stay focused on one thing at a time, uh, the inability to sit still. I mean, there was, you know, there's a lot there. But we also had a daughter 
and we're not sure about this, but looking back on it, it's like, you know, girls typically are the inattentive type of ADHD. Little boys are typically the hyperactive type. And I think we may have had a case of that because uh, there were some major disruptions in, in her life. Um, and uh, uh, our youngest, he, at the age of 16, decided to follow the band. He was going to concerts, the Grateful Dead, and paying his way by making sandwiches and selling them. And then he started doing it with crystals, selling them crystals at these things. And I guess he really liked it because he ended up going to the Gemnological Institute of America and getting certified as a gemnologist and great grading stones and all this, all this stuff. None of which was anything in the family line. You know, we have no history of uh, any kind of jewelers, uh, but he's uh, apparently, you know, apparently he loves it and he, he's good at it. He, he starts sounding like a college professor when he starts talking about gemstones. Um, but, you know, when you go on the road at a young age, well, you, you know, I mean, there you have some experiences that maybe you'd rather not have had, and we only know about those peripherally, but we've heard of some of them. But, you know, I mean, this was the kid that I was sure was going to go into business. He was always a wheeler dealer. We never could tell where his toys were because he was always trading them with his friends. Ah, I traded him my truck for a double holster pistol, cowboy pistol set or something like that. And, uh, you know, and uh, so it wasn't surprising that he turned up out to be an entrepreneur. It was just jewels, gemstones, and he designs and builds jewelry too. So, uh, so it didn't totally work, uh, work out to our disadvantage. The problem was, you know, we were spending all our time like a one-eyed drunk and not knowing what was going on or why it was happening or what we were doing wrong or, or any of those things. That's when I said, well, son, you've got this degree and they taught you how to train yourself. Um, so let's get at it. And basically that's what I started doing. I started reading everything I could find about ADHD, started going to a bunch of seminars, um, you know, just everything I could find out about ADHD. And then eventually, you know, I started seeing families with ADHD and doing a whole bunch of diagnoses, um, which isn't easy because, you know, in, in general, a diagnosis of ADHD is, is that diagnosis of exception. That is, you've rolled out all the other explanations so the one that's left is probably ADHD. Um, it's not the cleanest way to make a di diagnosis, but it's right now still the best we have. You know, um, there is no one single test that says, oh, you got it. Uh, there is just a 
whole lot of maybes uh, and you rule out, oh, nope, it's not a learning disability. Nope, it's not an anxiety disorder. Nope, uh, intellectually he's fine, uh, so on. So, I have some major, you know, we had huge problems with the school system in our area with our son and the ignorance was colossal you know they just they didn't understand what they had on their hands you know of course i wasn't really in a position to enlighten them a great deal i didn't i didn't really know either um but they theoretically were taking courses on ADHD by that time um, and but we got nothing we had absolutely no help uh, the biggest thing they could do is say recommend he drop out of school and get a GED which is what he ended up doing um, although you know like he's a psychologist kid so of course he's had his IQ tested and he's like 131 or two you know Definitely college material, but that was, uh, you know, given the situation, you know, so for me, this became kind of a mission. Uh, I don't want to see people left on the curb. I don't want to see talent going to waste. Uh, I don't want to see intelligence going to waste. And um, so for me, it's kind of personal and it's a, uh, I get a little cranked up about it sometimes. Um, and especially I don't like ignorance about it, you know. Uh, there is a ton of ignorance about ADHD, you know. Oh, he's just a boy. He'll, he'll grow out of it. Uh, oh, she's just a girl. She isn't causing any trouble. You know, it's like uh, people, <laughs> these are minds we're wasting. And, and our school system is, you know, the basic level of instruction, the way things are taught, hasn't changed a great deal since my mother was a school teacher. Um, guess what, though? There are other ways. Uh, my favorite right now is uh, teaching by project, uh, which, you know, basically, you know, for all these high school, dis disenchanted high school, especially boys, Oh, what do I need to study algebra for? I'll never need to use that crap or geometry. Well, I always say, watch this old house. Watch Tom Silva figure out how he's going to do the peak on a roof. Uh, that's algebra and geometry. Uh, and um, a lot. there are a group of people who learn better if you give them something to do that teaches them than they do just reading the book about it or doing, you know, six pages of problems. We don't seem to have progressed very far in that area. And I, you know, I have problems with that. I, I think this is a huge waste and I'm not so sure we can afford to waste any minds. Uh, we're not doing a very good job training a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> you ever gone to a McDonald's, say, and try to get them to make change. You know, the bill is 627. 
Uh, you give them a $10 bill and 27 cents, and they don't know what in the heck to do with it or how to make it. And I don't single out McDonald's for any particular reason. I know lots of places where the cashier can't make change. We're doing something wrong. <laughs> and we're wasting now, but, you know, we, we make it. I've said this over and over again. We have a situation where ADHDers get seven-day critical comments every day. Now, think about that, what that does to your ego. Seven-day critical comments every day. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. What's the matter with you? Da, 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 da. It's a wonder any of them graduate. And yet, we see, on the other hand, tons of ADHDers who are the lords of industry, if you will, who are incredibly successful, wealthy, da-da-da-da-da. How do you raise a kid so he becomes or she becomes incredibly successful, even with ADHD, and even without much treatment? You know, we're, we're missing something. But anyway, I just thought it was about time I explained a little more fully how I got involved in all of this. Um, because believe me, I wasn't looking for trouble. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what was going on with my own family. And from that, I started doing a lot of things with other people's families. So I'm still here. I'm still trying to fight the good fight. Um, uh, you know, the tagline for this show is trying to make the world safe for ADHD years. I believe firmly that that needs to be done. Uh, and um, I'm going to do my little bit to try to make sure it happens. And if you would be so good as to make any comments, uh, post comments, post a, uh, ask questions, whatever, uh, I would appreciate and uh, would appreciate your interest. Okay, so uh, see you next week. Oh, by the way, I've been out for a few weeks. I had COVID after, you know, going through the first three rounds of immunizations. I got it before the new stuff came out. So, uh, man, I was sick as a dog for about two weeks. I think I slept straight through for about 10 days. So if you have a choice, don't get that. Take the shot. It's easier. Okay. We'll catch you next week. Uh, anyway, um, a couple of things I need to keep reminding myself to remind you of. My website is terrygingrassphd.com. My, um, well, this is my Facebook um, uh, this is my Facebook uh, chat. Uh, and, um, this is uh, where you can find me in these two places. Uh, and we're getting ready to make some moves to do some things. I've started doing, I've not started, I've been doing it for 10 years now, I guess. I've um, I'm starting to concentrate on uh, ADHD uh, executive coaching. This is for adults, okay? And uh, 
mostly executives and entrepreneurs, because guess what? Like 70% of all entrepreneurs have ADHD. I know because I go to a lot of these conferences where there are a lot of you know, entrepreneurs. And I almost never make it through the whole webinar, se I mean seminar, without having a <laughs> impromptu session on ADHD. So anyway, we will see you next time.